Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers! Last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes have been sent to clear out some monsters inhabiting a cave near Carlton's old home in South Crypt. Inside, they find the corpse of a dwarf prospector. And when Bernie uses Speak with Dead, they discover he was searching for gunpowder components. He gives them strange warnings about a snake-like creature who delights in poison and death. As the group continues to search, they encounter a lone zombie who's quickly dispatched, only for Jonathan to reach the next room and discover a horrific pile of shaking, laughing bones on the ceiling waiting for him, and that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe Crazy, and I have the last of the Ving Vodka. This has been several months in the making. I didn't realize it was going to be the last of it until I poured what ended up being about a shot into a, a nice big cup of lemonade. So it's lemonade and the Ving Vodka, which is just lovely and delicious, and I I will miss Ving, but Ving Ashstalker is showing up soon, so it'll be okay. <laughs> Bernie, what are you drinking? Ving's Ving. I have something very summery. Uh, it's by Old Tomorrow, and it is a honey ginger shandy. It's called Kissed with Lemon, and it's ah. a ginger kick with smooth honey finish, so we'll, uh, we're going to try it. We're both lemoning it up today. I like it. I know. Very bae. I feel like... A kiss with lemon is some is a healing that Bernie would give someone she particularly likes. Yes. I agree. Uh, this is real, real good. This is not here. This is, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is so good. Um, this is great. And I'm really sorry, everybody. Um, I, I think I mentioned this last recording. Audio quality is still going to be a little echoey because we moved and we're in a new space. And while... I have a standing desk now, which is great for the physical aspect of doing this podcast. We still haven't decorated. We are so far from hanging anything up. But uh, one day. It's like you're busy people with lives and things that make it hard to do fun things sometimes. It's like I got up at 5 a.m. for two weeks straight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you enjoy your your well-earned kiss of lemon. And Carlton, what are you drinking? Also something lemon flavored. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like guess this that's trend. tonight's theme. Friend of the show, Jason, finally dropped off those sodas that he bought for me when I was on Whole30. Now that I'm not on Whole30, I can drink them. So I've got Boots Beverage Lemon Meringue Soda. Ooh. Wow. Lemon meringue. And? Palatable. It's got mm-hmm. a weird, for me, kind of like aftertaste. Like, it's not too, as sweet as I thought it would be, but the... Meringue hits a little deeper than I would have liked, I think. I think I would have wanted more lemon than meringue, but I'm getting more meringue than lemon. So it might be a meringue lemon soda instead of a lemon meringue soda. Being harangued by the meringue. <laughs> <laughs> or or you open at our well now we gotta go. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Wessex and Mercia. I mean Faerun. Wait, what? <laughs> uh I've been listening to a lot of the History of England podcasts, so they cover uh all the little kingdoms that led to England. And then the Dane Law, and now I'm on the part where they're talking about the Angevin Empire. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Travancore's choice this evening is Trog's Independent Brewing's Troganator. Yes, Travancore is back to beer, at least temporarily. So I'll be mixing it up a little bit. I got some good health news, so uh, so once in a while I can indulge now. Hey, and that's a lot of tasting. So let's take a look here. 
Ooh, I like that a lot. This is the kind of beer that you could drink for like 40 straight days if you're like a, a monk and fasting and you're not supposed to have any food, but you can drink that. I can live off of this. This, this is, is like a, a sustenance beer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, monks make good beer. Not so surprising. <laughs> it's a double box, so it kind of makes sense. There you go. And finally, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I have just a regular Moscow Mule, although this one is a little different. It is made with the uh, Royal Jamaican Ginger Beer here, and it is an Ooh. alcoholic ginger beer. So this thing hits pretty hard. I've already had, uh, I've already refilled this once, so I, I'm feeling pretty good on a Thursday night, and that's good because I got done working out and with my workout buddy. You might say that, like Canada, this Moscow Mule punches above its weight class abroad. Ah. <laughs> it's also great because I hurt all over. I hurt so much. <laughs> so, so, so much working. But you out. know what doesn't hurt? Today shot a fireball, and it's going to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball. I have a feeling that's going to be very soon. And thank you to our good friend, Crazy Boy 87 Yes. He's our, he's our good friend, Hat. Uh, he has been all over the place with all of us. He's, he's awesome. And we do appreciate your patience, uh, buddy. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon somewhere, I'm sure. And the shot yeah. of Fireball is for you, man. Yes. All right. That took longer than I wanted. It's like, we're, it's like we're making it up as we go along. And sometimes we fail miserably at it. It's okay. All right. So the last time we were together, we started exploring a cave. And as I said in my cute little recap, and I'm going to call it cute because I can, I'm the DM. We encountered some bad guys and then there, there were more things. So we're actually in the middle of initiative right now, but I'm going to take a moment because we don't have to roll initiative. We've stayed in initiative. Uh, people have just been added and subtracted. You took care of a zombie. So I'm, I'm going to refresh everybody. On the state of affairs at this very moment. Some of you are oh, in... Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's... You're welcome. Some of you are in the second room of this cave system where you found the dead body, where you were examining the part of the wall that had been mined out of the side. Most of you are there. Carlton is in the five-foot-wide hallway essentially leading from one room to the next as he is standing over the now re-dead body of the zombie that you slaughtered. Jonathan is a few feet away in the next room with a pebble in his hand that is casting light into a, a fairly large room that Carlton had said was the end of this cave system. That was just a, a big, large room with a big, uh, a massive hole in the ground leading to what he was told as a child was the Underdark. Jonathan, you see the massive room, a couple stalactites and stalagmites, nothing special about the features of this room, except instead of a huge pit to nowhere, at the end of the room, you see running water, kind of like a stream, maybe a little pool. You also see on the ceiling above you a horde of bones that have made their way into the shape of a face to start to laugh at you. So, with all of that in mind, we're going to start the initiative again. At Carlton, you don't see anything, but you definitely hear the laughing. The laughing. What would you like to do? All right. Help. Let's see. Yep. Nope. Just trying to get my barons here. Trying to remember. I like how it sounds like he said help and you went no. <laughs> no. He's like help. And you're like, let's see. Nope. Let me think no about that. For you. Okay. I don't remember because it had been a while. I don't remember if I 
did rage or if I was still raging. I believe you had rage. Right. Yes. That's what I was doing was I was checking my D&D Beyond character sheet, which then says I have a rage that I'm in the middle of using. So, you know. I know a lot of things. I'm going to. Not everything. Jonathan, move out of the way. All right. Boom. For uh, What do I see? Do I see anything from here? So on the ground, you see nothing. The cave opens up. The ceiling is about 40 feet high. It's very tall in here. And uh, yeah, his light on his pebble is casting enough to see on the ceiling the face of Bones laughing. And just another couple dozen, maybe a hundred tiny little other Bones rattling against the ceiling. A cacophony of shattering noises. Blink, blink. So I'm going to, so I see these clattering bones up on the ceiling. Yes. So can I roll a D100? And if I get below a 50, I grab one thing. And if I get above a 50, I grab another. Why don't you just tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you what to roll. (laughs) Well, I have all these javelins. One of them is the halfling's exit. And in the heat of battle, (laughs) do I accidentally grab halfling's exit and throw it at the ceiling? Because I haven't used it before, so... <laughs> Roll an intelligence saving throw. All right. Pull my character sheet. Because I think that would be really funny, but also at the same time, it would kind of suck. Uh, I agree. Intelligence but saving throw. You're not a mindless rager, so... Right. Uh, 19. Yes, as you look down to grab javelins, you can clearly see the difference between the two. Okay. Now- so I start grabbing Halfling's exit. I went, oh, wait, this, this thing won't be bad. And I'll grab a different javelin. Okay. I will... Chuck it at the face. Sure. What what kind of javelin is this? The javelin kind. Okay, no. so it's just one of your regular javelins. Yeah. Okay. I only, the only magical one I have is the halfling's exit. And I really don't want to get teleported to the ceiling because I can't stay up there. Gravity and me are really close acquaintances. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Go for a flight, Carlton. It'll be great. I almost did. I was like, they would be kind of funny. Well, go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, 14. Uh, no, you strike out towards the face and all the bones like skittering spiders split and you hit the ceiling of rock and the javelin comes clattering back down to the floor. All right, I'll pick it back up and I'll throw it again. 23 to hit. Sure. That'll be 18 piercing, non-magical. Good to know. All right. I don't, I don't like bony faces laughing at me. All right. I mean, technically it's laughing at Jonathan, but eh, you know. I walk in the room and all I hear is laughing and it feels like it's laughing at me. Yeah. You laugh at one of us, you laugh at all of us. Yeah, that. We're a team. Fair enough. Fair enough. Would you like to do anything else? Uh, I'll position myself out of the corridor so that other people can get in because I know how I do in corridors in my stocky body. <laughs> sure. I make a great door. As Carlton removes his stockiness, Travancore, it's your turn. Okay. Um, let's see. I can't see this face from where I am right now, right? Nope. You can see that Jonathan and, and Carlton have engaged with something that you can't see, but you have to get through the, the corridor leading to the next room. That it's means, on the ceiling! Yep. My, uh, my full moment movement will not get me there. So I'm going to use my bonus action to dash. So I'm going to try and get to right next to, right through the corridor and right next to Jonathan. Okay. So what's your movement? Uh, it's 30 feet. So if I okay. dash, I should be able to get there. 30, yep. So so that gets you your movement. You get like halfway down the corridor with your movement. And then dashing gets you another 30 feet. So 5, 10. So that gets you, you've still got 
20 feet of movement. You're at the moment right behind Jonathan. Gotcha. Would you like to move anywhere in specific after that? Can I see you for where I am or no? No, you're just exiting the the corridor. You'd have to basically move. You can kind of squeeze past Jonathan and get into the room. Uh, you can see both of them looking up. So you clearly know there's something up there. All right. So I, I'm pretty good idea what's up now. I'm going to move just up to there. That should give me enough to be able to see everything I would imagine. Oh, yes. All right. And I look straight up and I let loose one of my arrows. Sure. Okay. This will gall. Will a 26 hit? That hits. Rad. And that's going to do nine damage. Yeah, a couple of tiny bones fall from the ceiling and uh, clatter to the floor, no longer moving, but the the thing is still up there. And I'm out of things I can do. All right. Bernie, it's your turn. You were in a similar position to what Travancore was moments ago. Except I am on a mastiff that can move 40 feet. This is true. So... I'm gonna move it. Is the ball you put on there representative of the face? Yeah, it's the the face, but it is 40 feet up in the air. So you can move into that square if that's what you're asking. I'm gonna get real close to it. Is it 40 feet or would I be within? It would be, you would be within 40 feet. 30 of it. If you were like feet. directly under it. Because yeah, you're on a battle mastiff, but you're also a little gnome. So you're essentially at this point an equivalent height to everybody else. So... Are you sure it's not 30 feet I'm with its protrudingness Pretty and my protrudingness? Do I have to climb up on Carlton to do this? Yes. You would have to not be where you, if you move into the room, you are not far enough or you're not close enough for something that is 30 feet away. That is what I will say. How you get I'll 10 move. more feet up in the air is totally up to you. I will move. Let's see. We're going to do some precise measuring. 30 feet puts me on top of Jonathan. Yes. I'm just trying to use enough of my, I just need to know if I could, at this time, have Jonathan lift me up in the air so I can cast Turn Undead. Here's what I'll say. If you want to ride past Jonathan asking him to grab you and lift you up in order to raise you up so that you could do your funness. You can absolutely do that. I won't even make Jonathan roll for it. However, Jonathan is, you would hold your action and you would have to wait until Jonathan's turn. And as his action, he would grab you and lift you up. So you can do that, but that's what'll, that'll work. If Jonathan is okay with that, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to I mean, we're about to see now, aren't we? Our first fastball special. Yeah, I'm up for it. Dirty dancing style. Dirty dancing style. I, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't thinking of dirty dancing at all. Nope, not me. I nope. was thinking of Russians throwing Canadians. I was totally fucking thinking of dirty dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts Bernie in a cave. Come on, let's do all this. All right. You see, as you ride up, you see a uh, an approving nod from Jonathan the Magimuscular as we're, as we're like, okay. Then and Bernie is gonna do what's called ghost riding the whip and stand up on top of Coco. <laughs> <and make him laughs> All right, so this is what I want. So as I said, I'm not gonna make Jonathan roll to do this. He absolutely has the strength to do this. Uh, you'll have to hold your action until his turn. Uh, what I do want from Bernie is an acrobatics check to see how epic this looks. God damn it. This oh, is just no. cosmetic. It's it's all for, for style. This is a straight roll. I have no bonuses. 
That's a four. This is like the beginning oh, no. of dirty dancing. Where I so it's a good thing you're persuasive because you're gonna tell everyone how epic so it was. Your your ghost ride the whip is something that none of us would have seen because it wouldn't have not gotten enough views on Vine. It wouldn't have. It, it might have gotten enough views if it was like if you had fallen off, but you aren't. It's <laughs> just bad. It's not like kitschy bad. It just didn't get very many it's views just, on Vine. Bernie is like never stood up on top of the dog before, and so she's like Coco Snoot's like. What are you doing? Like, Coco's <laughs> is not best, please. And Bernie's like, I got this. And th- are we still in the... Yeah, we're still in Telbond. Uh, uh, Coco Snoot could probably tell you. Coco Snoot's basically like, Bernice is not good. Is not good. What? What are do? What? And Bernie just like stands up and he's like, this is my ear. It's my ear. <laughs> and I... <laughs> It's not good. All circus performers were exiled from old country. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bernie, you, you... In old country, all circus performers round up and shut up. You stand up on your dog and it, you leap into Jonathan's waiting arms, ready to do fastball special. It is very ungainly and obvious you have not practiced enough, but... You do land in his arms. He is going to lift you up on his turn. You're going to hold your action until it is, hey, look, it's Jonathan's turn. Would you like to use your action to cast Bernie? Yep. <laughs> I cast I cast Bernie level four as I hook and I and I lift Bernie up uh, straight to the ceiling. And if I if I feel like I need to, you know, I she didn't say toss her and you didn't say I need to toss her. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to hook. Just lift. Nope, I will say that gets you high enough. So you're casting Turn Undead? But now is casting Bernie, you said it was a fourth level. It's equivalent to a fourth level spell? <laughs> Here comes I mean, that shot. If I'm all for this. <laughs> Let's be fair, casting Bernie is equivalent to a 12th level spell. Yeah, Ber- Bernie has defeated many ninth level spells in her career. So yeah. yes, Bernie, you get the fireball shot. Here we go. There you go. Here we go. Yes. All right. Uh, so what is the saving throw for the, the pile of bones? It's wisdom. The wisdom saving throw. Okay. That would be a 19. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> okay. It saves. It's it's like this collection of bones saw you failing to be cool on your, your ghost riding your dog and was like, what? I don't have to worry about this. What's going on? This is nothing to be afraid of. Bernie, you uh, get lifted up into the air. And yeah, it's just, it's a little off and ungainly. This is just, you got to practice this more, really. It's like the music stops and she's waiting. Yep. And the face is just looking down at you, grinning. Now, it is technically Jonathan's turn. You've used your action to raise your cleric up. And then there's been this awkward moment as the music stopped and nothing happened. You still have a bonus action and a movement. Is there anything you would like to do? Yes, I am going to get out of AOE, the the splash zone, as it were. So we're going to we're gonna back up a little bit. Okay, sure. Actually, we'll just back up to right there. because I just... Wait, Bernie's coming with you, right? Yeah, you're, you're still in. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just back, just back up. Yeah, just back it up. Exit just stage back. left. Yep, we're just just back. And I will say just to to make life easier, because Jonathan is going to hold on to Bernie as he backs, backs, backs way up. Coco Snoot will follow. So Coco Snoot will be right there for you when you are ready to deposit. All right. And was there a bonus action you wanted to take or were you done? Uh, I think I am good. I have some 
reactions that I can do, but I think I'm all I'm good on bonus actions. Okay. The collection of bones on the ceiling watches as this this dirty dancing equivalent fails miserably to go off because it is a middle school production and they just needed to, you know, <laughs> they need to work on that a little bit more. It's okay. Uh, th- they'll get some more some more rehearsals and it'll be fine. But now Harsh. there's a ranger that shot an arrow at it. That's what I get for talking. And all of the bones seem to suddenly coalesce into a mass next to, uh, around the face. And Travancore, they drop on top of you. Lovely. Uh, all right. It has disadvantage to attack Travancore because of my spirit guardians. Oh, thank God someone did something, right? When did your spirit guardians activate? Because I was raging, right? Oh, it happens when they rage? It's when I'm raging. So... When raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn has disadvantage on any attack that isn't against you. And then the target, if he hits Travancore, Travancore will have resistance. Oh. Okay. Well, he's still going to drop on top. Because normally they just say, fuck it, I'm going to attack Carlton. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this thing decided that it wanted to swarm Travancore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, around you, Travancore, you're now surrounded by tiny little sharp bleached white bones that are going to attempt to... Nah. All right. So it drops on top of you and the spirit guardians manage to get in between you and the collection of bones as you are swarmed around. And as that happens, they manage to just block all of the little tiny like finger bones and toe bones and parts of ribs. And it's all just the sharp bits and pieces, but everything gets completely blocked. You are still technically surrounded by this swarm, but Carlton's spirit guardians are holding them off. Thank you, Ancestral Protector. Which is why he is surprised when out of the water. Oh, no. Actually, I'm not going to say you're surprised. You're, you're, uh, mildly curious, but I, I'm not going to force a surprise on you as a giant blue-tinged hand grabs the side of this pool and then another one and it climbs out and a large furry creature with a gaping mouth and long extended limbs glowing in a blue nimbus comes out of the pool and it looks at you, Carlton, and it screeches in this high-pitched whine that almost pierces through your skull as you are the closest thing to it, so it charges you. Okay. This is fine. Everything is fine. Bernie's still in the okay. air. <laughs> like... but I, I imagine, like, Jonathan's like, ah! And, like, like... <laughs> Put Bernie like on on his like next on his shoulders like ah, and this is not just it is also a large creature. It is physically large. So actually, so four be, two by two. Yeah, like there we go. whoa, it grew. It's yeah. a big oh my! It and it's glowing. There's like this little nimbus of light around it in a weird way, but it's got this horrible goblinoid expression on its face, and it's uh going to try to bite and then claw. At Carlton. So, first attack. So, that's a 26 to hit. Yeah. Okay. So, you are going to take 19 psychic damage, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, man. Not this again. The one. Is there anything I can do to help? Can Bernie do anything? Do you have a reaction? 
What? Does Bernie have reactions? Can Bernie cast anything as a reaction? That's up to you. That's if you have a spell that you can cast or an ability that is a reaction, then that's... Uh, let's see. That's going to be a 14. The sight of this creature as it sinks its uh, weird glowing blue teeth into your shoulder is so just out of the blue that you are stunned. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. And then it's going to bring down two claws. Fortunately, the first one, it has a hard time disengaging from you. So even with advantage with you being stunned, it fails miserably. As I'm pretty sure, yeah, even with a three. Uh, the second one, however, that's an a 18 to hit. Uh, 18 will miss. Okay. So fortunately, the chunk it takes out of your shoulder, it seems to have just focused all of its attention on your uh, uh, surprising you and stunning you and it's not able to connect with either of its claws but it's still going to stand there uh, a little bit of blood and saliva dripping out of the side of its mouth are you a fan of fantasy role-playing looking for more DD action outside your normal campaign do you enjoy laughing uncontrollably Look no further than the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Follow the continuing adventures of Tug, Durf, and Carl as Dungeon Master Joe leads them on the adventure of a lifetime. We're four 20-somethings with dull jobs by day, letting our inner nerd kids shine in our first ever 5th edition D&D campaign together. Fans are calling it a gripping tale with a talented cast, a large source of encouragement to get myself in my own D&D group. The funniest D&D podcast I've ever listened to. But don't take it from them. Check out You Meet in a Tavern for yourself on all your favorite podcast apps. That's You Meet in a Tavern, because every good story starts in a bar. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have, And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on September 8th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem it once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. G-I-R-D-N-O-S-E-C-H-A-Y so use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Uh, and it is Bucks's turn. Bucks is going to... Huh. I don't think Bucks can... F- and Bucks, I think, would know he can't fly into the room without grazing one of these things. So he is going to uh, circle back and cover the uh, the entrance as he... In the Taliban goes, oh, oh, I don't think I, I, I can enter this safely. So I will, I will turn and, and cover the, the rear flank. And that's what he does. Yes, Burb, unless you want okay. the feathered pillow, I suggest you leave. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very sound strategy, uh, Baron von Kokosnuru. 
you would like, he can roll a perception check if, if sure. he's yeah. keeping an eye out for things. Oh, nice. Uh, 22. Uh, he takes a look around. He's familiar with this room and the room before it, and nothing catches his eye. Nothing seems to be moving. All of the attention seems to be in the other room. Cool. All right. Uh, we are at Shadow's turn. Okay, Shadow is going to use his full movement. He's going to move straight up, and he's going to dash right into that cage of bones with the hope to bust Travancore free, or at least make big enough an opening that Travancore can just get out. Okay, yeah, he rushes forward, and he's going to attack the bones. Yep. Should know Shadow's attacks by now, and yet here we are. It's all right. Everybody's got to look stuff up. Wait, Shadow's going to attack bones that are 40 feet above him? No, the bones have dropped down. Yeah. Okay. Everything is now on the ground. Nine. He's a little too worried about hitting you, and so he misses the swarm. It's 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 a careful claw. Nerds. All right, he's done. Sorry. Carlton, you are stunned. I am stunned. Stunned I am. Yeah, but you get to make a wisdom saving throw to try to break out of it. I do, but it kills my rage because I can't it attack. It does. Because I make it at the end of my turn, right? Yep, it is the end of your okay. turn. Stun target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Worse. Yeah, it's just, it's right there in your face, and you can't get it out of your face, and it's bad, and Travancore, you're surrounded by bones. Whew. All right. Trying to see what my deboning options are here. I'm trapped in a bunch of bones, honey. Cage of bones. All right, bones. then you die. Yeah, I didn't die yet. <laughs> wow. Damn. Wife Damn. is harsh. She loves Shadow, but for whatever reason, Travancore is not her cup of tea. <laughs> Wow. Aha, dang! Okay. I think what Travancore is going to do is he's going to... Alright, as a bonus action, he's going to cast Hunter's Mark on the, all the bones that are around him. Sure. And he's oh. going to just go back to Essentials. He's going to try and uh, get it with another arrow. So because it is technically occupying your same space, you can't shoot it with a ranged attack. You Hi. need to move out of that space somehow to get some distance, or you can, if you want to go for a melee attack, but at the moment, because it is, like, swarming all over you, it'd be like trying to shoot yourself in the foot. Travancore is going to try and shoot himself in the foot with Mortimer, King of Prussia. All right, here we go. Thirteen. Nah, the swarm is too fast. You you put the bow away, and even as you're pulling out Mortimer, the swarm that is just... It's all over you like spiders. It just crawling everywhere. But everywhere you go to put the blade of your of, of Mortimer, a hole opens up. Ah, uh, okay. Well, at least it's Hunter's Marked. I'm done. It is definitely Hunter's Marked. All right. Bernie, you are safely ensconced in Jonathan's arms. So cuddly and nice here. And she's gonna, as a free action, sniff an armpit and go, You are very good deodorant. I do. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular has been told that he smells quite nice. And he relaxes his grip so that Ber if Bernie wants to leave, she can. Uh, she's going to wiggle on down, back on top of Coco's Newt. Okay. No ghost riding here, just a good old wiggle. Sure. And she is going to cast Aid. Not Aid, sorry, Bless. Okay. Nice. Bless. Nice, nice, nice. She's going to cast Bless as a second level spell so that... She can target an additional creature, i.e. herself. Okay. Uh, so everyone that is a humanoid is blessed. Hashtag Not you are blessed. Hashtag blessed. That's what she does to cast it. She goes, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular instinctively 
like almost gets down on a knee and is like, and is, uh, you know, hands pray. What's a hashtag? Hand pray hands. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag bless. And that way Carlton has some sort of additional help. The smallest chance. Hey, listen, that could be up to four more points on your, your saving throw. I've seen that be all the difference. So it, Sometimes it is. And as a bonus action, she's going to cast something that does some some radiant spiritual weapon. Does spiritual weapon do radiant? Does it does force. Spiritual force. weapon does force damage. Force. Whatever. She's going to cast spiritual weapon. Sure. Why so would she you like can it? give some good wax on the uh, the bones. And since the bones like make holes, in the, she thinks that she needs something big. And so the spiritual weapon is a giant spatula in the shape of a coffin. Okay. <laughs> All right. The coffin-shaped spatula appears. Where would you like to put it she in relation to Travancore? specifically casting it as a level three spell. Okay. And she would like to put it... Also, everybody who plays D&D, you don't need something fancy. You just need to know where you are on the map. If This is great. <laughs> She's just gonna okay. Like, here's the thing: is she is she she gets a good whack with like the spiritual weapon? Is she gonna whack traffic Corps? You don't know. <laughs> You're unsure. You haven't seen anybody do it yet. <laughs> okay. So what if? So you said the spirit, the bones are like coming down from the ceiling. Are they still attached to the ceiling? No, the whole swarm coalesced can and she whack dropped. at the bones that are above Travancore? You can tr- certainly try. How much damage did he take? Did I miss that? Travancore actually hasn't taken any damage yet because Carlton's spiritual guardians managed to uh, avoid to oh. stop that. So oh, good okay. old ancestral That's protectors. Fine. She's got. I know how much health he has. She's gonna give this spiritual weapon. He's protected by my fam. Remember that time? This happened before. I believe someone was in like a rug and it was killing them, and we still hit the rug and everything was okay. I think that person yeah, still went Brent, unconscious. It'll be fine. Are, you, are we all alive right now? Yes. Ergo, situation turned out fine. <laughs> it's true. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, so, okay, she gets what? A spell attack. She uses her spell attack. Okay, she's got to roll uh, some spatula damage. Sure. And I was nice and I put it in flanking with shadows. So you get advantage. Aw. I, I figured Bernie would be smart enough to do that. Okay. Oh, I get advantage. Well, we know we hit it. We get a 26. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll spatula damage. Let's roll that beautiful spatula damage. Force damage. That's 12 damage. That's not that bad. That's not what she wanted to do, but she improvised. No, and that definitely worked. And uh, you do not hear a corresponding grunt of pain from Travancore, if that helps. Yes. All right. Anything else? That's that's an aid. That's a bless. Would you like to move? You still have half your movement after getting off of Jonathan. Uh, she's gonna get back on Coco Sneak. Okay. I think we did. We have her get off Jonathan and on. Oh, she's just on Coco Sneak. She's fine. Okay. She's fine as as is. Sure. She's, she, she Gucci. She good. Jonathan. All right. Jonathan is going to back up just a little bit as he's like everyone. Ha ha. He does some quick calculations in his head and. Incoming! As he grips the uh, pendant of Queen Bay that he has, as these three radiant lasers sort of converge on Carlton, as an orbital dawn strike, aka dawn, appears right uh, on top of Carlton. And I think think it's a 20-foot radius for dawn? Let me look. 
As long as it's a 10 foot radius, you get both of them. So unless you wanted to get more than that, then. Uh, Basically, what I wanted to do is, oh, 30 foot radius. So basically what I wanted to do is end right in front of Bernie. Because if they try and move on us, then they'll still be in it. But it's going to, it's a 30 foot radius, actually. And so it's going to envelop everyone and conspicuously exclude Travancore, not Travancore Square, but Travancore. Uh, Carlton and uh, Shadow. Okay. And what do what do the bad guys got to do? Bad guys got to make a uh, constitution saving throw or take some radiant damage. Yeah, radiant damage. Okay. And is that at the beginning of their turn or when you, well, uh, right now? Right now and okay. then whenever they end their turn in the cylinder. Okay. So here's the group of bones. That's going to fail. Here's the spiritual. That's going to fail. Uh, everybody's rolling kind of bad today. Uh, all right, they will fail. What happens? They are going to take 28 radiant damage. Uh, okay. So not a great roll. And then I think that I think yeah. they just take the damage. The sun, the light is sunlight, if that matters. The radiant damage should do worse on the bones, I think, right? Uh, maybe. We'll see. You watch. I mean, both of them definitely take the damage. And you watch the troll even squints a little bit at the daylight. But it doesn't seem to be doing like extra damage but they definitely take it troll okay. in the dungeon troll uh, let's see and yeah okay, that's it okay. I, and i can move it with a bonus action if i wish but yeah okay. it comes down on them all right and then at the start of their turn they if they are if they end their turn in the in the sphere or the they have the to cylinder. remake the saving throw right and then okay. they could take more damage was there anything else you wanted to do uh nope i don't have a bonus action to do so i am good Okay, are you like, is it on Carlton? Is Carlton glowing? Everything is like, they are all glowing, but they're glowing in like a sheen of protection within this area. But I mean, have you placed it on Carlton, above him, below him, to the side of him? Let me, hang on, let me let me snap to a corner and see. It actually uh, centered behind the troll because it's, it's a 30 foot radius, so it's big. It's actually taking up most of the room. Okay, all right, well then... The bones are going to ignore what is going on and continue to swarm around Travancore. Let's see what happens. Uh, does a 16 hit your armor class? Uh, it matches. Then it does hit. Don't forget the disadvantage. Oh, wait, no, I'm not raging anymore because I'm incapacitated. Bye. You are sadly stunned, so it's not a disadvantage. Yep. So, yes. Yep, I just realized. Travancore, um, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. They're going to try and enter you. But you have... I have you bless. bless. You have bless. Ha- hashtag bless. Don't forget my bless. Hashtag. Does the 13 save? Is that with your bless? Yes, that's with bless. The 13 is not enough. So you're going to take 57 piercing damage. Holy oh crap. Oh my god. Wow. These bones, they're, they're not messing around. No, the, now that Carlton's guardians have gone away, they all, they were swirling around you in kind of a, a miasma of bones. And then there's a moment where they all stop and then they all just plunge straight into your body. And you can feel as though you've been bitten like by snakes or something because you can feel the venom. I need you to roll a d6. Uh-oh. Here we go. Like a d6. Four. You take four. Four damage to your charisma. Oh. oh. Your charisma is now reduced by four. Not the modifier, the actual number. I have an eight charisma. Oh. I am not very charismatic. 
What what is your charisma right now? It's all right. Current, it was a twelve, but now it's an eight. Okay. I imagine tra- like eight eight charisma Travancore is just like extra arrogant. Like now he just like t- turned it up his arrogance up to eleven. And it is it is done. It does need to make the what was the saving throw for the Constitution. Constitution. All right. Uh, it's going to be a nineteen. Uh, that'll pass. So it's going to take half of eleven radiant damage. Okay, so... Yep, so it takes that damage, but it is going to stay f- uh, swirling around Travancore. The troll that is glowing with this Nimbus is still salivating at Carlton, who is still stunned. Yeah, it's just going to claw at you again. So here comes the first claw with advantage. That's going to be an 18 to hit. Misses. Okay. Wow. Also just- misses. Wow, I'm just rolling like crap. It is, yeah, even with advantage, you rolled a three and a two. And he is, what's he going to do? So he still manages to miss you despite you being just right there. No, nobody's right next to him except for Carlton. Okay, and then he'll make the save, but 13 fails. So what's the damage? Uh, 20 this time. Okay. All right, and it is Bux's turn. These things continue to take that radiant damage. There doesn't, they're not resisting it or anything, but they they don't seem to be as bothered by it as you would think. Bux is going to roll, is going to fly around and roll a natural 20 on his uh, perception check. Damn. Drink! So 23. Wait, did you roll? Oh, okay, no. I thought you rolled double natural 20s again. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no, not again. Not again. That would have been great. Bux can not see anything coming from behind you, but he does hear Lauren slightly concerned about how much charisma damage that Travancore has taken. I'm curious to see, and he can see Jonathan, the the actual player, wondering what's going to happen with all that charisma goes away. He sees through space and time. Uh, It's Shadow's turn. Okay, so Shadow is going to try to grab a bunch of the bones, as many as he can in his maw, and try and pull them away. I don't know if that counts as a biter for his attack or like if it's something else. If he wants to try to grapple this swarm, uh, then it would be an athletics check instead of an attack. Okay, let's see. That's strength. That's good. So He's be... a strong boy. Yeah, he is a strong boy. It's an eight. Yeah, he tries to grab onto it, but it's it's this swarm of tiny little bones. So he like chomps down where he knows some of them are, and he gets a couple of bones. But the the miasma around Travancore is is just thick with tiny little fragments of stuff, and he can't seem to find anything to grasp onto that's solid. Hmm. Is there anything else he'd like to do? Shadow is going to whimper a little bit. All right, Carlton, you're stunned. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. And I, I will. And I am remembering that I am blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. blessed. Uh, Woo! Right. Uh, well, I mean... Add that bless. Add it. Add, add it anyway. Add it anyway. Add it anyway. I like to imagine the bless is the reason you rolled so well. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled a natural 20, which is then a 22. And then the bless drink. gives me another one. So 23, everybody take a drink. Because Carlton has snapped Drink. out of it. It's because you were blessed. It's between you hear Bernie speaking the words of bless, inspiring you behind I think, you. Like for me, the bless is more that the me just hearing Bernie in the back of my head about what she's going to do to me if I don't fucking snap out of it. 
<laughs> that is the bless that gets me over the edge is my fear of the tiniest one. Yep, and you do. It's the fear of Bernie. You blink and now you feel your muscles loosen and you are no longer stunned. Uh, it is, I look however, to the, the, the spiritual and I point my sword at him like, you're next. Uh, on my next turn. Yeah, I was about to say, though, you have to redo your rage, though, because your rage is yeah. Travancore, you are surrounded by bones. Whew. All right. I'm going to try and do a druid thing that may or may not help me. Sure. All right. Um, Travancore is going to cast Wild Shape on himself and turn himself into a chipmunk. Hope <laughs> the hope being small enough to be able to escape <laughs> oh the, uh, the bone swarm. Hopefully that's oh small God. enough. I imagine that like Travancore's oh chipmunk God. has like a little like his fur around his mouth is a little just goatee. a little yeah it's just a little longer and his ears are just a little pointier. Well, goatee. You know, I was debating whether I, how much Travancore's people know about microbes and how small he could go with wild shape, but I think I I feel like I've committed to the chipmunk thing at this point. You know what? If I die as a chipmunk, so be it. No, I like the chipmunk. Don't change. Listeners, please provide <laughs> us with fan art of chipmunk Travancore. Uh, chip and core, chip and core, chip and core. In like kind of like no, it needs to be like like it's like the, uh, the uh the Robin Hood, the Robin Hood from um like Disney, the cartoon one where they're all in people clothes. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, that is adorable. Okay, I hope this ra- you- hope this rescues this ranger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's what I'm gonna say. It half works. I need you to, 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 you're going to do something else in order to make this fully work. So your form into a chipmunk. Is this the first time you've wild shaped? Yeah, I've never been anything but a, but a half elf. So desperate times call for desperate measures. What does this look like? Oh, okay. We just told you. No, well, he turns into a chipmunk. We know what the chipmunk looks like. The actual act of you transforming. Is it an instant? Do you meld? What do you do? Let me see. I don't know what it says in the spellbook, or am I just taking creative license? I don't care what it oh, says okay. in the spellbook. Nope. I want. It, I is want it to like a bone crushing, like doppelganger, like from the boys, or is it like a nice morph, like morph from X Men? Rip morph. I think it's a morph with little ripples, and uh, Travancore closes his eyes and concentrates for a second, and then he turns into a chipmunk who inexplicably is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I love it. Okay. So you you transform for the first time into this chipmunk form and you have a moment as the swarm was around a humanoid sized body and you are now small. You are still surrounded by these bones, but you now have an opportunity to escape. If you would like, you can take a move action and try to get out of these bones. I'm going to need you to make an athletic or an acrobatics check to try to avoid with the chipmunk stats yeah with the chipmunk stats oh one second let me bring up chipmunk here in D beyond it's probably got a decent dex we'll see yeah i don't know if there is a it might be squirrel it might be a squirrel i'll just do yes. squirrel. 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 squirrel 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 close enough for jazz my dog looked over when i said that. <laughs> of course he did like where dad where <gasps> where where is squirrel squirrel yeah this might be something where we have to borrow, like, e- like probably rat stats. All right, so I just typed it into Google, and it's saying that, uh, let's see, acrobatics plus five. You know what? I'll go for it. Why not? It's a squirrel. So give me an acrobatics check plus five. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, chipmunks are pretty. 19! Can we try to catch one? They're squirrels. Right. Yeah! Hey, there we go. Okay. You 
collapse your form into this small chipmunk body and deftly duck and dodge. And uh, where would you like to move to get out of this swirl of of bones? I I think I am going to hide behind Shadow with the hopes that he... I mean, we're still bonded, so I, I would assume he knows it's me and not a, a tasty treat. But I guess we're going to find out. You're still in the Telbon, so I'll say that you can let him know the the squirrel coming out or the the chipmunk coming out is you. Uh, when you say behind, don't eat daddy. You, so you can either scoot under his legs because you're a tiny creature, or jump on his back. What would you like to do? I'm gonna jump on his back, obviously. Oh, I was hoping you'd say that. Okay, <laughs> you climb up his fur and jump on his back and sit on his butt. And uh, this sh- is the fan art we need. <laughs> Chip and core on uh, Shadow's back. Yep. Travancore and Shadow walking through the boat case. <laughs> All right, so we just know that you're on there. I'm not going to try to put you on the map. That was awesome. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to do? <laughs> I have a question, actually. In chipmunk form, is is Hunter's Mark still active or does that go away? Hunter's Mark is still active. Oh, yeah. Still concentrate on One of the best stuff. things about Wild Shape is you maintain your concentration on whatever spells you cast. Travancore, yep. note, note to self, acquire tiny bow and arrow. <laughs> it's one of the differences between Wild Shape and Polymorph, which is why the... Anyway, uh, I just Bernie. started playing a druid in a, in a friend's game, and I fucking love it. They're g- such a great class. Oh, yeah. They're all good, but they're good for different reasons. Bernie, yeah, you watch as your friend takes some horrible amounts of damage from this swirling mass of bones, transforms into a chipmunk, and jumps on top of Shadow. Oh. Uh, 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 okay. 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 Huh. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Um, well, I guess we're not too worried then about accidentally exploding him. So Bernie's going to do what she wanted to do to begin with, which is cast Guiding Bolt at a fourth level on this fucking thing of bones. Sure. So she can get it with some radiant damage. A shit ton of radiant damage. Alright. Uh, so let's let's make that attack. Let's make that attack. Okay, and we're going to we're going to roll the bless anyway because let's just make this really horrifically. <laughs> because it's fun. 26 26 to hit 26 is gonna hit 26 definitely hits go ahead and roll your guiding bolt damage so 46 at level one 5d6 at level two 66 at level three 76 at level four yes yeah bernie's a little angry bernie is actually very 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 angry not even the cuteness of of travancore in in chipmunk form can break her out of her anger. So is it chipping core or would it be Travenmonk? Travenmonk sounds Ooh, way better. That's a good question. I think I think the fans should I let feel us know. I was gonna say that sounds like a Twitter poll when this episode releases. Maybe. I also okay. would rather like since this is the first time he's wild shaped, I'm totally up for Travancore telling us. Yeah Travancore is not gonna be hung up on names, seeing as how he just narrowly escaped almost certain death so uh i will he will defer he will let history decide posterity (laughs) in this instance if i survive this let the this is what the historians do this is their job among other things let them decide i'm not gonna sweat the details a good leader knows how to delegate responsibility i love it all to people living 50 years well okay 27 points of radiant damage awesome yeah, your 
your guiding bolt slams into the side of this uh, writhing mass, now kind of formless thanks to the the lack of something to swarm around. Uh, And it definitely takes that damage. Is there anything else? Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, She is going to uh, whack it with the spiritual weapon again. Sure. Bring on the giant coffin with holes. (laughs) No, it's not a giant coffin with holes. It is a Spatula. I'm she sorry, you're right. This is a spatula with a giant coffin spatula. Wait. So there was a shop that the lovely Lisa Lee told us about that was like a goth shop in Hollywood. And I feel like that would be something that you could buy there. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, what's your attack for? Okay, uh, 21. That hits? It's a D8, right? Plus yes, five. Yes, but you cast it at second five. level, so I believe you get a... Third 2d8 level? plus 5. I cast it at third level, so I get 2d8 plus 5. Yes. 13. 13. The shifting mass writhes a little bit, and you see lots of little tiny pieces between your your multiple assaults falling to the ground in, in burnt embers, but it is still there. Would you like to move anywhere, or are you done? I think she's gonna get... She's near enough to Travancore, actually. You are within five feet. He's seated on Shadow's butt. Because she's going to have to heal him next time. So she just wanted to make sure she could touch him. Travancore, have you talked with your friends about what happens when you wild shape? You know what? I don't think I have. Nope. (laughs) We didn't even know you could do that. Some of us, yeah, we don't deal with very many druids. Good to know. All right, Bernie continues to stand there now uh, after doing a, a metric ton She's of damage. She's gonna say, Travancore, come here. I'm going to fix you now. <laughs> no need. I can fix it on my own. And it is Jonathan's turn. All right. Jonathan is going to unleash a fireball right uh, right near the, uh, the, the back of the troll's hind leg. So it should stop just short of uh, Shadow and Trippincore. So okay. boom, Trippin right there. Monk. Or Traven Monk. We'll see. TBD. Uh, TBD. And so, a dexterity saving throw, you said? Dexterity saving throw. All right. So here's the massive bones. Yep, that's going to fail. Here's the... Yep, that's going to fail. Wow. Three uh, single digits in a row. I am not rolling well. What's the damage? Damage is going to be 35... 40 fire damage. Nice. Okay. And if they have resistance, it is overcome. If they are immune, then fuck them. Love that blue flame. I love your... Okay. <laughs> Both of them... I, wi- I wish that Elemental Adept took down immunity to resistance, but it doesn't. It's just like... Nope, if you're resistant, you're resistant. Well, it kind of makes yeah. sense. Resistant creatures are usually like things no, made of fire. immune creatures. Or it... immune creatures are like things yeah. made of fire. And that... Uh, it's I hard mean, to we're made of water, but we can be hurt fire. with water. Yeah. We're ugly bags of mostly water. Yeah, but your outer bits are not water. Okay, here's so the bad news is that the the troll is still standing there, glowing blue, looking happy. It takes damage, obviously, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to be too bothered. Uh, however, you do dissipate the swarm of bones. It uh, as the fireball erupts into this room, lighting up the sides of the cavern and then condensing back into nothing. The swarm is no longer there. Woo! Yeah. All right. Huzzah. Anything else? Uh, that will do it. All right. It is the troll's turn. It's got to make... Or no, that's at the end of its turn. Okay. Uh, it's going to snarl at Carlton. 
And it's going to try to bite and claw him. So <laughs> the bite is 23 versus AC. Yep, that'll, that'll connect. All right. You take another 19 psychic damage and I need you to make another wisdom saving throw. All right. Wisdom save. And I am blessed. But Bless Bay is not going to do anything. Mm. No. no. But let's see how much Bay helps out. Uh, so that, that's going to be a total with my Bay Bless of six. I basically like, I'm pointing at it. I'm like, you're next. And it just like chomps down on my arm. And then you see it retract. And then my arm just stays put like, oh, no. <laughs> the good news is you look super epic. The bad news is you are frozen in that epic stance as it's going to claw you twice with advantage. We're going to have to, you know, we'll have to remember that pose so that when we get Carlton's portrait that he may have that pose. I mean, obviously not with the, you know, all the battle damage and everything, but you know, that's that's a good pose. So, it this time swipe swipe. It seems to finally have gotten its bearings on you and you're going to take 28 psychic damage from its two claw attacks as they they almost move through you in a weird way. It's they they connect with you and then they kind of drag through your body as though they were scooping out your insides. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to make the saving throw. Is a constitution saving throw? Uh yes. That's an 18. Does it make it? It does. So, so it'll, it'll take, take half of uh so it'll take uh 11 damage again. Okay. You do see that all these attacks are starting to hurt this this weird, uh, uh, almost spectral, but not really form, this blue glowing nimbus around it. Uh, it is looking more and more injured. It's stooped a little more, but it is still standing. And it is Bux's turn. Bux is going to, now that it's a bit safer, he's going to start trying to fly towards the battle so he can get a look at the other side of the room. So he is going to... 40 feet, and then cool, and then he can fly. So he is going to fly behind the spiritual weapon and into the room, and he's going to try and cast about to see if there are any more enemies. I'll be a nice DM and say that he can do that, even though that's really a half square. But yes, he can. And so oh, he... Oh, okay. I think, I think he can cut that corner either way. He probably can, and he's a small creature, and I'm not going to make him go within 10 feet. So, okay. So yeah, he cuts around. Yeah, have him roll a perception check. Or did he double move? I guess he double moved. So yeah, he's just, he's not gonna, he, he's not gonna use his action to proceed. Okay, cool. I will say he used his, um, he double moved and he used that keen perception to skirt along the wall just so that he could stay well out of the range of this troll as it is a large creature. He, he's doing one of those awesome maneuvers where he's just like, he's like perpendicular to the wall and just like, whoo. And you, you see him, you hear him hooting in Telbon, like, whoo, 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 whoo. He totally fighter jets it over uh, through the wall. Da, okay. da, down, down, bam, it is Shadow's bam, turn. Does incapacitated mean I can't communicate in Telbon? Here's what I'm going to say. Stunned means that you cannot communicate. Okay. Because stunned is a mental condition mental. and yeah. not a physical one. I'm going to say you cannot communicate and tell bond like like if you were held you probably could but right uh no actually i would say the same thing because held is also a mental oh, a condition. mental block oh right right if it was a physical thing but it, because yeah okay 
Uh, it is Shadow's turn. Shadow has a tiny little Dragon Core on his butt. All right. So I'm trying to think, how far back could Shadow and Travancore go, or if Travancore were to re half elf himself and wild shape in his bonus turn, would he have a line of sight? How far back can we go to have a clean line of sight to the uh, the troll? It's pretty well in line with that uh, with the hallway that you came down. So you could go back pretty far. All right. Um, Especially since it's a, a large creature, it would. I I would say. It's going to get a little dicey once you get past Jonathan, because not only are you getting farther away from it, but now you have to shoot past three of your friends, but it wouldn't be impossible. All right. I think Ch- Shadow's going to do, just for Travancore's safety, he's going to get between Bernie and Jonathan. All right. He's going to move, shuffle back a couple feet. Anything else? And he's going to end his turn there. All right. Carlton. Safe. Safe. Hey. Safe. Save, save. At the end of save. your turn, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Save, Yay! save. If it save, makes you feel save. any better, I I had to go through this exact same thing, except with intelligence saving throws recently, and I totally get your pain. Don't forget your bless. Yeah, it's all good. It's part of the game. I know. Uh, so with the bay bless, it's gonna be a thirteen. Oh, it's oh, not Lauren. A- you know what I forgot about? I forgot about that inspiration that you gave all your everybody listening to our <laughs> game at RTX. <laughs> To use, I was listening to that panel, so I have inspiration to use in my game. I'm going to go ahead and use that now. And I'm sorry, uh, you were not an audience member. You were a participant. It doesn't do any better. It's like one point more. And sadly, no, you are still staring into the face of this this weird blue glowing troll as it salivates for your flesh. Ah, Travancore, you're a chipmunk. That's right. All right. So Travancore is going to use a bonus action to turn back into to, uh, his normal self. Okay, you are now riding Shadow. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the dream! Hey, we have two. We oh, have a cavalry unit now. It's not that comfortable because he's armored and you're kind of on an armored bit. So you're like slipping and, off. Yeah. It's a, it's a, oh, but at this moment you, well, you could move forward or backward off of him. I would say it would be half your speed to dismount Shadow because you'd have to go over his head or over his butt, but you could if you wanted to. I think Travacor is staying put for now. I'm um, just sure. going to need to move or anything. Um, so Travacor is going to cast Lightning Arrow. Okay. he's going to attack the troll. Let's see. Next time you make a ranged weapon attack, I'm to make a regular ranged attack, then I'll add it to see if it hits. All right, here we go. Thankfully, this will gives me a hefty bonus. Let's see here. 24. That hits. All right. And then with Lightning Arrow, I believe they have to do a uh, dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, That is a 17. That's going to save, but it'll only be half damage, I guess, from my end. So it's going to be two die, eight lightning damage in lieu okay. of the arrow I damage. You need them split up. Which one's lit up? Like the lightning damage? I need the lightning separate than the... Is is it all lightning? Or it's it's all lightning. The whole okay. lightning arrow just replaces the regular damage with lightning damage. Oh, uh, okay. Then never mind. I just going to do 11 damage. Okay. Yeah, your arrow strikes true, like, deep into its chest. It, it almost weaves between your friends in order to hit this thing. Uh, the lightning does not do quite as much damage as you thought. Let's see. It does say... Let's see. Each creature within 10 feet of the target must make a dexterity saving throw. I don't know if Carlton would need to make one or if he automatically fails because of his current status. I automatically fail because yeah. I'm incapacitated. So Carlton takes 11 lightning damage. Oof. Oh, Does no. it snap him, snap him out of it? Sadly, no. Nuts. That was the one kind of bonus thing I was hoping for, but it did not pan out. 
Oh, wait. No. Do I have my Hunter's Mark damage to Lightning Arrow still? Yes, you have been concentrating on Hunter's Mark. All right, that's going to do an additional six damage. Oh, at least there's that. All right. To Carlton or to the thing? Just, just to the thing, because that was Hunter's okay. Mark. Wait, no, yeah. no, no, it, that wasn't Hunter's Mark. Crap. The bones were Hunter's Mark, so I don't think it... I don't think I got a chance to transfer it or not. Did you have a bonus action still or no? I used my bonus action to turn back into me. Yeah, then no. All right. Oh, forget, yeah. the, forget the six points. Sorry. Okay. I should have done it while I was a chipmunk. Why didn't I think to do that? Because still, <laughs> the bones were still active, though, so it wouldn't have worked. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. It doesn't do quite as much. To, it, it strikes true, but it's 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 something about this troll. Carlton takes all of that, though, and you, you watch as his body just tenses. My hair just starts, like going like all frizzy like st- like sticking up yeah bernie it is your turn bernie's gonna walk up to carlton and she's gonna touch him and she's gonna do healing cure wounds cure wounds at a second level all right so that's gonna be now we've got to figure out so many things i think that's everything because you're a life cleric right yeah yep she gets all the bonuses 20 you get 20 points back thanks friend do you boop him in the butt? She does. She comes up and boops him in the butt. And as a bonus action, once again, she's going to whack. Did we kill the bones? The bones are yep. dead. So you can reposition huh. your spiritual spatula of coffins. Yeah, my spiritual spatula of coffin is going to move to be, I guess, I'm not, It wouldn't, it's not really in flanking, is it? Not yet. I mean, it can move to where when Carlton is no longer stunned, it will be in flanking. Yeah, let's move it, like, because it can move up to 20, yeah. And it's gonna, it's gonna do a little, it's gonna do a little hit. Sure. It's gonna do a hit. 22. That'll hit. I guess I can do my, I just want to do the bless for fun of these, I'm not gonna lie. Ah, 26. You hit even harder. Yeah, that's right, I do. Okay, 13. 13 points of spatula damage. Um, more importantly, force damage, right? Carlton. I will at this point allow you to make a perception check, even though you are stunned. All right. Perception. That'll be a 16. Mm. You don't notice anything in specific. Uh, Being stunned sucks. Being stunned sucks. Anything else, Bernie? Hmm. Does she notice if it does anything extra? It doesn't do anything extra. She definitely, it, it hurts it. Absolutely. It's not, it's not like it shrugs your, your spatula of doom off. Well, she's gonna back the fuck up a little bit. Back to where she was. Not in biting range. Okay. And she's gonna be like, best of luck, Carlton. I believe in you. Hashtag bless bye. <laughs> and as she does that, Jonathan, it's your turn. Jonathan's like, I'm not gonna leave you behind, bro. And... He's going to dash into battle. Okay. Where would you... Okay. You're going to be right next to the troll. Right there. That's exciting. He's right next to Carlton. And as he comes up, he sees that the uh, that the spiritual weapon is harrying the thing in the back. So he takes his scorching rays and like manifests them into his fists. And he's just going to start like close range blasting this thing. Okay. Go ahead and roll so, your attacks. Uh, in the past... And I know this isn't raw, but in the past, you've allowed Scorching Ray to be atta- attacking with advantage in flanking because I'm because you're kind and, and beautiful. Or did I let you do it because it's a ranged attack and I'm letting you do it melee with with the flanking without giving you a penalty to it? Because you're you're kind and you appreciate rule of cool, like Jonathan I do, taking but this. I, I do. If, if, we, if we can't, it's fine. 
Uh, he can stand back and still get into battle, but... Uh, I was not going to give you advantage, but I was not going to give you disadvantage because it's, it's cool. So it's just going to be a straight attack. Okay. All right. That's fine. He's going to convalesce his scorching rays into his fists, and he's going to just whack, 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 whack. Sure. And in a flurry of blasts, ha, monks wish they could do this. Uh, we're going to do it at- Well, they can. They're called elemental adepts, or they're Let's... called- uh, um... No, no, they're not. Sh- they're not. It's, just, it's not a thing. Yeah, uh... no, there is. There is a monk subclass <laughs> right, that so lets you do for... exactly this thing. <laughs> uh, how many ra- rays will I get? Let me hang on. Let me check. That's, a, that's only a question you can answer. I don't have your character Additional sheet. two rays, five rays. All right. So five attacks incoming. Sure. All right. So attack number one. That is going to be a 15. That misses. Okay. You're a little uh, too distracted by Carlton being so still. But there's four more. Yes. Um do, 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 do. Yeah, give me all the attacks first. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just double checking the bonus. Okay. Oh, so, you're still blessed? Uh I am still blessed. Alright, roll your bless. Hashtag bless. Uh sixteen? Oh, it just misses. Uh, you're, okay. You like graze the side of it, because once again, Carlton being this still is weird. Okay, that one sh- should hit. That's gonna be a 22. That's a hit. All right. Higher. That's a hit. That's going to be 19. So 21. That's a hit. Uh, Much higher. All right. Four of them hit. Four rays. So this is going to be... Pew, pew, pew. Let's see. Uh, That is going to be 30 total fire damage. All right. As the elemental adept allows the, that little tiny ray to be just a little bit more powerful. And you uh, wail into this creature. Once you get over that initial shock of what's going wrong with Carlton, you just pummel into this thing. And it is looking very hurt. And it is now looking at you and snarling at you. I say, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to go for you. Probably the dumb thing to do, but it's going to go for you. So first, here comes the bite. A dirty 20. All right, so as the jaws clench over me, you see something that you've never seen before as Jonathan the Magimuscular holds up his hands and a shield appears before hey, him. Someone's got a shield. And it, it forces his jaws back. All right, so that misses. So then he's going to swipe at you with both of his claws. AC is now 21. Then he's going to miss because that second one won't get to 21. Yeah. So he slashes furiously at the shield in front of you just in in a blind rage. And so he has to make the save at the end of his turn. Okay. He fails. So what's the damage? It is going to be... Oh, wow. <laughs> 33 wow. radiant damage. This thing is super hurt. It, it, it looks like it is super hurt. Um, but it is... Just barely holding on. Folks, that was a 4d6 attack, a 4d10 attack, and I rolled a 9 and two 10s on that. Yeah, so. oh, yeah really that was good. really good. Oh, wow. super good damage, especially for a, a, a consistent. All right, it is Bucks's turn. Bucks is going to wing all the way on the side of the room, and he is going to probably end up around there, and he's going to continue to look around. Roll a perception check for Buck. And he's going to get a 15. There's something... Deep in the water. It's not moving fast. And he can't tell what it is because it's fairly far away. But there's something uh, oh, in the uh, water. Uh, who? I I, uh, I have detected something within this pool. Um, I don't, I can't quite see it, but I'm a little afraid to go further. Who? 
Would he like to move? No, oh no, 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 no. He's he's fine hovering where he is. Ooh. All right, it's Shadow's turn. Okay, I'm trying to think. Can Shadow shrug off Travancore and Runner? Will he have to use half of his movement to sort of like gently nudge Travancore off of his back? I'm not going to make him use half of his movement, but I'm going to make him do like an acrobatics. Give me an acrobatics check for Shadow. Sure. Because you're in a confined space and he's trying to uh, shrug you off of the the armor that you're kind of like stuck on. Oh, jeez. Well, of course. <laughs> Where were you all night? Um, Jesus. Natural 20. Oh, wow. Wow. No, that that couldn't have been an arrow shot or a, or a claw. No, no. Out of beer. How appropriate. Travancore, you are deposited onto the ground with the the most care. It is as if gossamer wings have lifted you off of the back of your greatest companion to place you onto the spot on the ground where Shadow once was as he lopes forward with the grace of a celestial. Wow. Okay. So this graceful celestial bear uh, should have 40 feet. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. I think that should be enough. Or if he goes the other way, or goes through Jonathan's face, should be fine. Either way works. He runs on up to this troll. What does he do? Shadow's biting this guy in the butt. Okay. All right, here we go. And he has an advantage because he's slanked, right? I bit him in the butt, Dad. <laughs> I bit it in the butt. In the butt. Well, it didn't matter. In Either way, it's 26. <laughs> Double 19. That <laughs> I killed hits. him with All right. my butt blood. I bit him in the butt and he fell over dead. <laughs> Here's hoping. Oh, oh, that's that was a well struck, uh, Sir Shadow. It's gonna do uh, ten butt damage. Ten butt damage. <laughs> did he really? I got yes. You did bite him in the butt. He fell over there. He had four hit points left. Yes! <laughs> Shadow does half damage to this creature because he's not a magical bear. So he did five. So he did five. Describing <laughs> gory detail the death of this creature. Trolls don't normally bother me, but when they start eating and biting my friends, they're so. I say enough is enough, and it's time for a change. So I roll up behind him, and I bite him in the butt, and he screams, and he dies. The end. A story by Shadow. And the book closes, and we pan back from the book of the story of Shadow, back to uh, the group of you, who are now out of initiative, as everything is dead. Alright, Al, specifically, you better appreciate that Owen Hart reference just now. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeon drunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.